money hoes, who's for selling clothes? And all my ghetto bitches in the projects, coming through like bulldozers. No, we ain't sober, but bitches know better than a star shit. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I am Mila. Formerly known as Jamila. <laughs> or the artist formerly known as. <laughs> I know, I'm having a really hard time deciding. And Jamila's having identity crisis. crisis. I am. <laughs> Vote on our Instagram today. Should I go by Jamila or Mila? <laughs> um, it's the same fucking shit, you guys. Okay. Um, sorry about last week, guys. We were in different cities... I mean, we're on the East Coast together, but we're in different places, and then I left, and I also just, it just wasn't going to happen, so. We miscalculated our uh, coordinates <laughs> and timing. And honestly, we haven't taken a break in one year, literally. It's been a year. Every weekend. Every Wednesday for a year. We took a break. <laughs> so everybody needs a for mom. For Christmas. I'm a mom. What? Everyone needs a mom? Everyone everybody, needs a break. Everyone has a mom. Everyone needs a break, including <laughs> us. Um... Uh, but uh, yeah, how was we, we have a lot to recap. I know. I don't even know where to begin. How was New York for you and D- and Jersey and Pennsylvania <laughs> or Philly? Same thing and all those things. Uh, it was really good. I went like kind of last minute. I took Luna. <sighs> Boy, I had just had a quite an interesting trip. Um, well, we we met. We worked. We spent the night in Bethlehem. Really strange. It's not strange. Erica kicked me out <laughs> for some D. She made me come to Bethlehem because she was scared and then woke me up at 7 in the morning like, oh, so my dick is coming in. Get your shit together. I'm dropping you at the bus stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, me and Erica walked creepily through a cemetery in Bethlehem. Oh, that's right. Because we're strange. I was thinking about that actually at the meetup. I was like, Oh, because we were at the cemetery? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were driving through Bethlehem, and we were just, it was dark. We were heading to a bar, and we noticed a really creepy, dark cemetery. And I was like, let's just fuck it. Let's go in there. So we pulled over, which was a whole thing and really difficult for some reason. And then we walked through the cemetery, and it was old as fuck. It was, that was an old-ass cemetery. It was like people from the 1820s or some shit. It was like old-ass corpses there. Yeah. Or bones. Um, Jamila was scared, um, which makes me question all of her witchery. Um, she didn't want to go deeper. I was like, come on, let's keep going. And she was like... I'm scared. She's like, I think I'm getting bit. I don't know. There's mosquitoes. Why? <laughs> I just was just a, like my childhood memories of that movie. What movie was it? Of the the little girls in the cemetery. The, uh, I talked about it while we were there, but we couldn't think of the name. It's like an old movie that all, like all the girls. Night of the Living Dead. No, whatever. I just got like Texas Chainsaw Massacre mixed oh. with some. No, that wasn't it. Another no. one, and I was just like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It seemed like a good idea, but now I'm scared. There's no lights. Things can happen, and no one will find us in Bethlehem. That's true. Um, we did a podcast. I drank way too much tequila. Um, I like broke up. Well, I was never in a relationship. Let's be clear. I like, <laughs> let me not delusionize myself. Um, I went to see Young Bay. I did one of those things that on one ten ways not to be psycho. <laughs> you know that episode called Ten Ways Not to Be Psycho? Well, I'd be psycho. <laughs> and I looked through his messages on his laptop while he was at work. So I guess I was like self-inflicted uh, pain. I was like, oh my God. I called Erica like, there's so many bitches. There's so many bitches. There's like 12 of them. I can't even keep up. Um, and so I was mad. And then I went back over there. And then I was just, it was just a bunch of stupid shit, boy shit. And I... I'm happy to say that is over. I'm not gonna pretend people are my boyfriend when they're not. And is it really over? No, it is. Really, 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 really. Like if he called you today and was like, "I'm sorry, I want to try this again." Let's. You're so fucking nice. I don't believe you. No, I, it's. You're really so over. nice. You want to believe? You want to see the good in people? Like you're so. You're such a nice person, Jamila. No. Honestly, I have to accept that. Um, neither of us are in a place to heal each other, and I just think it's just, like, not ready. And I, I probably knew that a long time ago, but 
here I am two years later dumping the same young bay. <laughs> um, I, I just don't think I'm ready for a relationship in any capacity except the one with myself. I think I need to work on not dating and not having sex. Can you believe it's one and the same? <laughs> um, I think that I got caught up in the motions of like girlfriend shit and just like relationship talking to someone every day that when I went through his shit without asking and um, totally violated his privacy, um, I, I was somehow hurt by what I saw even though like I don't own this person. We have no like um, strict monogamy but there were some like obviously lies but I just had to check myself like what am I mad about this is not your man and uh, you know this is the shit niggas do talk to 12 bitches I don't know how you can talk to 12 <laughs> who can has time to manage 12 bitches but apparently the men do but <laughs> the men the men do um yeah, you know, I allowed myself to cry and feel like, you hurt my feelings. But also, I hurt my own feelings by looking and by pretending. Well, that- maybe you needed to. Sometimes, okay, look, you shouldn't look through people's shit, but sometimes you have to in order to move on. Like, sometimes you have to inflict that pain on yourself because there's really nothing else that would Make force you, you to. Yeah, I think it was a lot of that. You know? I was like, you need to stop doing this. Oh, I know When you were going to go look through his phone, did you think you weren't going to find anything? Or did you know you were going to find something? I knew I was going to find some shit. I mean, because we're not in a relationship. But I, I literally, I don't think I... I don't think I was prepared to find as much shit. And it was just, like, too close to, like, times I was visiting on my birthday. It was just, like, then the whack... You know what always pisses me off? The whack lines that guys use. I'm like, oh! Did he, did he use those lines on you, too? And no, he was just, they were just corny. And I was just like, you're corny. This is corny. Did he say I love you to any of them? No, there's no loves. But it was, like, pictures of him and other chicks. None of the chicks looked remotely like me. Meaning they weren't black. Yeah. Um, they're like blonde. <laughs> um, how does that make you feel? Well, I kind of felt like I, I told him like I don't think I'm typically the type of girl you date. Like I don't think that uh, I'm your type. And he's like, no, 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 no. But because I had seen some exes, but I don't know how it makes me feel. It just makes me think like, am I your type? You know, are you attracted to me? Was this like, was this a game? Is this a game? But um, it just it just maybe it brought me all the way back to like the ninth grade for sure. Like I'm acting crazy, I'm crying. I love you. Why are you doing this? You know. And then I had to like come back to my thirty one year old self <laughs> and be like, bitch, there's other things to worry about. <laughs> um, and then there was other shit that he did. There was like a little off indications that you know probably this is not the one. Some disrespect, just like snappy bullshit that I don't have time for. I'm too old for and. You know, with this retrograde that just passed and happened, I had all these feelings and I had to examine myself. And I just realized it is easy to cling to comfortability. It's easy to cling to someone who, like, wants, who you think wants a relationship and wants you because it feels good. It's about being validated. It's about attention. And it's about this weird, strange feeling of, of being safe and having comfort in someone else. But it's kind of sick. Because, like I said, I knew this person probably wasn't the person for me, but I intentionally ignored all of the signs and went against it because it was it was tempor it was a temporary um, satisfaction, satisfaction, affection, and attention. Mm-hmm. Everyone's guilty. Yeah, <clears throat> you know he's fine, so that helps. But. Yeah, I'm over that. I'm over doing that. I'm over pretending. Like, you know, when there's signs, I want to pay attention to them. I don't want to give too much in a relationship that's not even really a relationship. Um, and then get disappointed by a relationship that's not really a relationship. Because Well, I think it's kind of like when we talked about daddy issues and, like, saying that we need to stop treating dudes like our boyfriends when they're not our boyfriends. <laughs> right, that. <laughs> right that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We did have oh, this. Yeah. oh yeah. We had this talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just made me do a lot of questioning of myself. Like, why the fuck did you do that? And what were you expecting? And is this the unhealthy ownership part that comes in? Like, this is my ego. Uh, and also, I just think he's a whore. Mm-hmm. And am I slut shaming? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. I'm going on a dating detox now. Mm-hmm. And then what else did you do out there? Um, 
I just got. Family, did you have a family? You had? Did you go to the family? I reunion? made it to the family reunion, which is like essentially a barbecue, but it was just hot. It was super hot and sticky. Um, Luna hung out with her best friend, her best friend in uh, New Jersey, Charlie. She had a good time. That's like. All she wanted to do was see her girlfriend. She went to the drive-in with my uncle and her cousin. She spent time with them. Um, she went swimming without floaties, so that's that's a win. Oh, and we took a we took a tour bus. We drove from New Jersey to Los Angeles, which sounds kind of crazy, but it wasn't that bad because it was a tour bus with cable and like unlimited snacks and two drivers, so they alternated. So that was kind of interesting. Went through like Iowa. Ohio, Denver. Off the house stops? No, we didn't stop. We're not fucking around. Mm, okay. Just ate on the thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. How was your trip? Um, it was good. I was there for work. And then, um, my like you said, my mom has a house in Bethlehem. So yes, I did make Jamila come hang out with me. Not really make. She wanted to come anyway. Um, and then, but I did have a dick appointment. Um, set up <clears throat> for my R&B boo. Um, if you didn't listen to our previous episode, what was it called? R&B Cunnilingus? No, it's called His Tongue Was a Vibrator. Oh, his, tongue, his Mouth Was a Vibrator. His Mouth Was a Vibrator. So, you know, I, I rekindled things with his, his Mouth Was a Vibrator. His Mouth is still a vibrator. I'm happy to confirm. Um, but what I did... so. I don't know what I like. What my expectations were when we were hanging out. Like I knew, like, like when Jamila was leaving, I was kind of like, oh my god, wait, I'm spending like two and a half days in isolation with this person. Like, there's literally nothing really around. There's nothing. So I was like, wait, what, are, what am I doing? Like I've known him for a really long time, but like we haven't really hung out like that that ever. So I kind of started to freak out. He came. Um, oh my gosh, it's saying my disc is almost full. I don't know. Anyway, we hung out. We're just going to keep recording until it stops. Um, We hung out and, you know, we had a good time. Um, What I realized, though, in our hangout is that it purely is sexual. I don't, I wasn't really, I didn't know what I was expecting. Like, I maybe was open to, like, maybe having more of an emotional connection with him. Probably because, you know, I've known him for so long. Um, He is a really nice guy. Um, But I think also... It's semi, somewhat, unfortunately, in my ego, it's the appeal of who he is and the fact that bitches love him. And his mouth vibrates? And his mouth vibrates. Um, but bitches love him. And but, and then I'm, then I'm like, do I really want to go down that road again? I don't really want to go down that road again. I've done the artist thing. And this is like a whole other level. Like R&B bitches are way more aggressive than I think rap bitches. So <laughs> R&B bitches are more R&B groupies are more yeah. mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're more in love because they're, they're more like, they're deep the, in love. The music is more, the music is like, deeper. Yeah, it's deeper, more emotional. Whereas rappers, they just want to like live that like lifestyle or something. Um, but yeah, it was like anytime we were just hanging out like in the house, there was n- he was not affectionate at all. Like it was just purely platonic. Like I could be sitting on one end of the couch like five feet away from him and he'd be totally chill on the other side not like trying to get me to come over like I was trying to be affectionate and it wasn't like he was not receptive but it wasn't like he wasn't like pushing it forward only when we were intimate was he affectionate um so I I wasn't gonna say anything to him but I'm kind of like in this place now where like let's just talk about it I say what I want let me just say what I want so I just asked him I was like what's up you know, are you in love with someone or are you dating somebody or are you just not that into this or what? And he said, no, um, I'm not in love with anyone. I'm not dating anyone. Um, I just can't help what my body does. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so your body doesn't want to fuck with me. <laughs> I'm fucking. Okay. okay. Um, so basically, he's not that into me. Um, <laughs> basically, me and Erica both discovered that a psycho crazy thing. You never know. But it. the thing is, like, he <laughs> literally he drugs. took a bus from New York City at seven in the morning to come hang out with me for a weekend. So that's 7 why a.m. Yeah. So that's why I was like, is he not that into me? Because that's kind of like crazy. like going above and beyond. You know, like he could have waited to the afternoon to hop on that bus. He sure should have. <laughs> Then Jamila would have been able to sleep in. I was pissed. Um, um, but yeah, so that happened. Me and, me and Jamila went to the city. We recorded with another fellow podcast, which, you know, you'll hear about that later soon. 
Um, and I was I got I got really really sick. And when I was in New York, um, I joined Hinge. Also, I decided because you know like my tindering days I, I feel like are kind of done. But I've always been an advocate for Tinder, especially when you're traveling. So Jamila and a bunch of other people have told me about Hinge or whatever. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. So I joined Hinge while I was in the city because I was like, you know, whatever, I'm bored. Then I got really sick. But then I matched with this guy who was really cute. He's kind of fine. He's followed us today. I was like, oh, is this a, is this Tinder bag? I mean, Hinge bag? Because mm-hmm. he is fine. Yeah, he's cute. He's also talented, which, you know, I love a talented nigga. Um, Who doesn't? I know, but it's like I always date an artist, like a creative. Like, why can't he be a talented brain surgeon? Uh, oh, so you, so you're creative. You don't, want, you don't want someone to be creative too. No, it's not that. It's just I just haven't had good luck. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So you went on a, uh, you oh yeah she was super sick but mustered up enough energy to go on a date because that's what we do. <laughs> we could be out cold on Friday, Saturday night. There's there's some fine man in town and you're well I was like so I took a bunch of cold medicine so I started feeling better so I was like fuck it I'm good I can go have a, a drink I'll be fine or maybe I won't even drink. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> he's like okay come meet me at this bar in Brooklyn so. I go to Brooklyn. Oh, and by the way, me and Jamila like had this big master plan that she had matched with someone on Hinge, and we were going to go to the same bar, but walk in separately, and if we needed to be saved, we were going to save each other. But if we weren't, maybe we'd like, join forces and be like, oh, girl, I didn't know you were here. Hey, let's all hang. That didn't happen, but I went to this bar, and <sighs> the moment I walk in, he says to me, oh. <laughs> I look at him, and I'm like, oh, he's so cute. It's great. And he says to me, he goes, oh, have you been here before? I said, I was like, no, I haven't been here. I'm taking mine. Like my hinge is very basic. I don't have my Instagram. I don't have my last name. Nothing. Can't find me. Whatever. He's like, oh, um, you know, Madlib had his album release party here with Freddie Gibbs. And if you don't know who Freddie Gibbs is, my baby daddy. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. He's like, have you heard of Madlib before? I was like, yeah, I have. I've heard of them. And he was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, all right, that was weird. I'm going to ignore that. Act like whatever. That didn't happen. So we sit down at the bar, and we're, like, continuing to talk. I'm feeling him. Order our drinks. And then we start talking about music. And he's like, man, I have just been, like, having these heated debates with people about, like, this Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs album. It's the best album of the year. It's just so amazing. I'm so impressed that you know who they are. She's literally like, texting me like, oh my God, I'm <laughs> on a date and he won't stop talking about beep beep. I'm like, oh God. And I'm like, he's like, how do you know who they are? Like, how do you know them? Like, where did you ever hear them before? <laughs> my living room. <laughs> the studio. It's like, actually, he made the first album in my living room. Um, I was like, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know them. And I was like, I'm just going to tell him because this is get this over with. Because I think you're cute. And maybe if I go on a second date, you're going to follow me on Instagram and you're going to find out. Right. So anyway, I told him it was fine. He was shocked or whatever. But we got past that. It was just very awkward. I wasn't sure whether I had to like end it, end the date. But he was fine. So I said, fuck it. But uh, he was fine. He was fine. You know, that's always, that should be, that should be the ending for most sentences. You know, it was a bad idea, but he was fine. So we did it. Um, no, we didn't do it. But anyway, so the date was well. It went well. I went back to his house. Um, we like, we like, we continued to drink at different bars. They ended all closed. Went to his house. I smoked a little bit, and that was probably what fucking really killed me. Um, and we didn't have sex or anything. We just made out. But we you know we're still chatting. But he doesn't even live here. He lives in New York. And I've realized too, like through these last two experiences. I mean, through him, whatever, and through my R and B boo. And just in general, like the theme of that's been happening is just like, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm not even ready to really even be open to one. Like I thought I was ready to even be open to one, but I don't know how to establish boundaries. I'm not good at boundaries. Like I did, I flexed my boundaries like one time with happy And you're like, I'm cured. And I'm like, I'm cured. I'm cured. I've, I've, I've solved the puzzle. I know how to establish boundaries. And I just, I don't. Like I'm not good at, I'm all in or, and or all out, and that's like 
that's how I try to like define who I am sometimes, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't want it to be that way because it doesn't serve me well. <laughs> um, what? Like being all in or all out. Oh, yeah. No, no. You know? Like, I'm the same way. Like when I love you, once I like you, we're making love. Like it, I'm making dinner. It goes, it goes deep immediately. But yeah, we probably have to practice like. I really have to establish boundaries. Even the pattern said that. Pattern told me that I really have to work hard at at boundaries and it's like listen they're listening to my conversations pattern tells me every day every day i'm not gonna have a, a traditional monogamous relationship so maybe i should just fucking start listening to pattern and just get that one out of my head <laughs> literally every other day that's what my pattern tells me you might think that you want this type of regular traditional monogamous relationship but that's not for you <laughs> and clearly i'm fighting it yeah and then, so me and Jamila were, like, chatting um, on the phone. We were gone and stuff and talking our shit. And I was realizing that I say, like, fuck these niggas a lot. <laughs> like, man, fuck these niggas. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. Fuck them. Fuck this. Fuck that. And They're stupid. <laughs> and it's like, actually, I want to be more like them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more mad at myself that I can't be more like them. Because... Men know how to establish boundaries. Men juggle 12 bitches at a time. <laughs> and not all men, okay. but a lot of men know how to establish boundaries. And we get mad by their boundaries, and then we say, fuck them. Like, fuck you for prioritizing your shit over me. Like, fuck you for canceling. We had this planned. I don't you, give a fuck if you, you have shit to do. You don't want to see me? You know, and it's like, I think I'm done with the fuck these niggas line. And like, cause I feel like, yeah, yeah, there definitely are like terrible men out there. But a lot of times I'm mad because they didn't do what I wanted them to do. You know, like, like my R&B boo didn't give me the affection I wanted him to give me. Like, I felt like he was supposed to. Like, why is he supposed to? You know, like, he's not my man. Like, our connection was purely based in sex, you know? And so I just, I feel like I want to be more like them i i just i want to stop making unrealistic expectations i mean being honest is not an unrealistic expectation but i just don't want to be so gung-ho on having someone that yeah like you'll accept anything yes because that's what i was seeing like mimicking my, my relationship with my baby daddy like making excuses like oh that was just one time that was just this that was just that that was just this that was just you know what I mean but in reality it was just that no this is who this person is is right right and I need to accept that and I need to fucking walk away uh, instead of clinging and I'm not a clingy person I don't even like that word but it's more, but it is it's sick it's just because I want to have someone to feel like I have someone I can call even if that person's not even living in this city there's some type of, it provided some type of comfort for me. Someone who's calling you and you look forward to it. Like, oh, hey, oh, I'm loved. Oh, I'm needed. Oh, I'm wanted. You know? And and then, like, what are these fake-ass boundaries I've put on his dick? Like, I was there two days ago. Are you just going to have sex with a 48-hour gap? Like, I know we're not together, but at least give it 72 hours and when I leave town. You know, like, what kind of weird dumb shit is that? I, like, why did I think that that was realistic? It's not, I mean, I just, it doesn't matter. Whatever the fuck you do with your body is your body. If I share to share, if I share my body with you and then I feel some type of way about how, you know, you're handling yourself, I need to, re I need to really reevaluate who I'm giving my body to then. If I feel well, somehow. Are you, well, also, are you, are you upholding those rules to yourself too? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, are you doing that for him? Right. So you, can't, like, so you can't be that mad, well, all, too. I, all I also want to say is, I just want everyone to know. <laughs> Everybody, listen up. Listen up. Um, those six months when I didn't have sex, yeah, great. I started having sex, and all downhill. Everything I had slightly tried to, like, change, just gradually I got really far away from that. Because I feel like, for me, I have sex in, in hopes that... I don't know. They'll find value in you? Not even... Like what Bruno was saying? No, not... I don't even... I don't know if... Because I... I, I mean, I do that all the time. I, like to... For so many reasons I have sex. Like to get one up on you. Oh, you hang out with somebody else? I can hang out with somebody else too. Um, oh, I... Like, yeah. I, I want to consummate like these feelings. I want to ignore the feelings that I know you're probably not the nigga for me. But have sex with me because I'll forget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Like there's all these reasons I'm having sex. And shit, sometimes I'm not even like coming... Like, am I even satisfied from these interactions or what am I trying to get out of this 
the sexual exchange. And I told my friend the other day, I told my friend Shawnee, I was like, being fake sad, like, my heart is broken. And she was like, your heart's been broken for a long time. And I ignored her. And then later she's like, do you know what I meant by that? Like, somebody broke your heart early, like, as a child. She's like, think about it. She's like, maybe it was your parents. You know, your parents had a really, how do you say, tumultuous relationship. And um, someone broke your heart then. And now you're trying to repair it in other relationships. She's like, even your relationships with women. How do you think your relationships with other women reflect your, you and your mom's relationship? And she's like, I think you're impatient with your, in your friendships because you're impatient with your mom. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Not this, these, these childhood issues, again, creeping back into my adulthood. But I'm realizing that is so real. You know, like, first healing those first relationships. How the fuck am I going to try and get somebody else to love me if I haven't even taken the time to really examine what was what were my my first heartaches, my heartbreaks and how have I, how has that bled into my how I receive love now? I I attract to shit. All my relationships are can be hectic, even though this is only like really my second one, but I've accepted it. It's okay. I feel like that's normal and I can keep doing it and have sex and it's fine. But that's not normal. And I need to really examine. Well, maybe like you did the six months thing, but you were were consistently dating throughout that time. Right. right. So you weren't really healing the actual thing that needs to be healed. Yeah, the sex is a thing, but what really needs to be healed is why, why, what is this desire for attention? Mm -hmm. What is this desire for for feeling needed or desired or, you know, because... You could, you still got some sort of pleasure not having sex. You were still getting the pleasure that you wanted and needed and, or like that was feeding into whatever it is that, that you need to heal. So you were like only halfway doing the work maybe, you know? Yeah, and I, I realize that now. And I realize like probably to not date, need to not drink, to not have sex. Like there's all these things. Well, because that- alcohol definitely makes everyone <laughs> like say fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. It's a lot easier to say, fuck, fuck it. it. I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'm having fun. This is fun. I want to be fun. I'm having, like, you know, fuck, we only live once. You know, Yella. that's, like, our favorite thing, you know? And it's, like, then you end up feeling fucked up and, you know, you're crying on a bus. Yeah, like me. <laughs> um, and that's also, that was another thing, like, what, with me feeling bad about it, I'm like, what am I feeling bad about? I'm feeling bad that he was intimate with somebody else. But, like, I was feeling, like, I was kind of feeling bad about myself. But I'm like, but why? You know, like, wh- how he, what his actions shouldn't place, like, take away or add value to me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And why am I giving him the power, like, over my, my self-worth? You know, like, you know how bitches do, looking through the pictures, zooming in. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, her boobs are bigger than mine. Yeah. Oh, I'm cuter. My face is cuter. Oh, she's fat. She's fat. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. She's wearing a wig. Ugh. And then, like, literally, like, obsessing over it, like a fucking psychopath um, and like thinking about them having sex is it better than my sex no no way there's no way <laughs> <laughs> for real but it's just like it's just like self-inflicting bullshit that I could have avoided because it has nothing to do with me you know like I'm worthy I know I'm the shit like and when someone recognizes that it will happen and we're compatible and it works it will just happen that way you know what I mean I won't have to like fight my way to the top I'm the winner look at me well that and also like make excuses for his actions right you know because I feel like Happy Bay showed you things Happy that, Bay Young Bay I'm sorry Young Bay showed you did things that your baby daddy did mm-hmm. but you've normalized you normalized that for so long that it was easy for you to normalize it in this relationship mm-hmm. because it, was, it because it was a little better right Maybe a lot better, but still not right. Still still similar. Like, he was better than him, and that was enough. Right, right. Oh, you're not that person great. You know? It's like, I get it. I was actually, speaking of Happy Bay, he um, put up this quote on his Instagram. I think you said it, saw it too. And it was like, it struck, first of all, I saw it, and I was like, annoyed. But then I was like, what am I annoyed by? This is so true. Like, this is, Yeah. <laughs> It said, stop trying to find the one and be the one. And I was like, so what are you trying to say? You're not, I'm not the one? And what? I was like, okay, this is not about me. Calm the right, fuck down, ego. you psychopath. Right. And then I was like, damn, that quote is so powerful. Like, it's so true. Like, stop trying to find the one and be the one. Fill yourself up. 
like be that like you can be lonely about you can be lonely you can like you won't want partnership but not at like not try to force it because you need someone right you know you need you feel like you need to take care of somebody because you're not really taking care of yourself this is what we do we like project our our wants like the potential that we see in people and then we blur it as a reality and in fact it ain't like you are. Maybe you could be my husband. Maybe you could be Prince Charming. Look, we could just work on these little things and then we can be together forever, which is psycho. Well, I think we always start thinking about what our future looks like with someone. We have one good night. <laughs> and we're like, oh, what would our future look like? What would our it's kids like, look like? Do you want kids? Don't let the guy want kids and maybe says he's in a marriage. I think that was a lot with Young Bay too. Like, obviously, he was lying, but <laughs> obviously, he's not ready for shit. But um, I think that was an appeal too. Like he wanted, he wanted a family. He wanted to settle down. I was like, oh, look, a good guy wanting to do the right thing. You and your goddamn picket fence. And my, I do like, but then I want to do crazy shit. Um, you can have a crazy life and a picket fence. It's not a crazy life, but like, you know, yeah, some spontaneity. You can have what you want and the picket fence. You know, it's just you, you can gotta, have, yeah, you have someone who can do the shit with, yeah, get with, be with the shit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel you. I'm just like, I think like the, I also think like going back to like not saying fuck these niggas. Well, that's just not good energy. It's terrible energy. It's terrible energy. Why why would I ever attract an amazing man? If I'm saying. If I'm constantly saying how whack all men are. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Even saying it in front of Luna sometimes when we're just talking, I'm like, I should stop saying that because she's going to subconsciously she'll hear that. Yeah. And it's like. How am I ever going to attract a good man if I'm generalizing all men and saying all men are whack, all men are dumb? Instead of being like, are... I chose the wrong person and that person didn't value me. Yeah. Or we're, me and like we're in different growth place, we're different places in our growth, and so it doesn't we're not compatible. But what I will say in this relationship, <laughs> I've only had like three. Um, I am proud that I was able to just like be expressive. Like I think a lot of times in other relationships, I just try to be hardcore because I am. <laughs> but like I won't cry. I just like I am pretty good for that. Even when like I look through his shit, I was just, like, it's all good, dog. Like that's a lot of bitches. I, like usually I can remember like two names. These are a thousand. Um, I'm like, but it's all good. Like I can rationalize things in my head. But sometimes I think that's like me sweeping them under the carpet. So for the first time, I just was expressive. Like. My feelings are hurt. I'll have tears of her, and then I can move past it. So I've, I'm trying to be more aware of giving myself the space to feel and to care, and then to examine why I care, feel this way. But and then sometimes there is no why. I just my feelings are fucking hurt. And mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I guess that was a learning. It's just all learning, you know. I'm realizing I've wasted time, just when I'm not ready. <laughs> Well, you didn't give yourself enough time, I think, in between, you know, baby daddy and him. You know, you want you wanted something to replace him. You I know? thought I did. It was like well, a year or two. Or yeah, but you but were no. still dabbling yeah, in the baby yeah, daddy pot yeah. and you know feeding it into all the negativity. You guys were talking, going back and forth like you're in a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like and 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 you you guys have you know, that's probably going to go on for a while because that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, but like. We need, you need, you need, me need, we need space to heal. And it's hard to do that with someone else. Yes, you can heal to, with someone too, because I, I find a lot of people are like, I have to be single in order to grow. And it's like, no, you don't. This but is who's but conducive to your but growth. But there's certain things though that like, yeah, I do need to be alone to do this. I really can't fully address what's happening here if you're in my space and in my energy. Well, I think the first thing is I'm realizing is like, we don't ever want to admit it because we like want to say, oh, I, I love myself. I think I'm great. And I do, but I've had to re-examine like finding value in myself, like really, really valuing myself, my time, my energy, because when you value yourself, when someone else doesn't value you, like when Young Bay, for whatever reason, I felt betrayal, I felt like threatened, but if I valued myself, I'd be like, oh, it's not a big deal because I am aware of my self-worth and whatever you do outside of me is not, doesn't threaten that and it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? So like I had to examine that too. Like why do I feel subconsciously like I deserve certain be- like behaviors and keep attracting people like, like that? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. 
For sure. So I'm thinking I want to like maybe take myself on a date sometimes. You and, should. You know, like take care of myself more so that the next person who says they like me, I'm not just like bite like you know. Maybe you need to get off hinge. Okay. Because why are you on there if you're not if you're going on a dating detox? Because it's it's kind of fun, but I'm gonna get it's off. It's ego and it's based in validation. But that's another thing. Like ugh, I am so I'm addicted to people. I love to meet new people. I love to hang out over drinks. Yeah, it's, but but that but that's a line that gets blurred between oh. liking people and needing them to validate you. I know, and just needing to be distracted by other people's energy because it's new, it's refreshing. Because when you're on Hinge, people are not looking to just be your friend, Jamila. They're looking to fuck or to date. <laughs> like, well, yeah. like, if you want to be people, then go out and meet people. Don't seek them out on dating apps. You know, you can meet new people. You like to go out anyway. We go out and we meet people all the time. But going on a Hinge app, you're going on there for a purpose. The purpose is validation. Most Literally, it's those apps are based in validation because all you see is how great you are all you see are pictures you know like for sure i mean even me like i'm not saying i'm going on a dating um detox but i know i'm not i'm i'm open to just hanging out with people but because but i'm not i don't i can't even i think because i was in love or I don't even know if it was in love now i think i i was beginning to really be in love with Happy Bay, like, I at, at least now I know it's possible because at first I didn't even think I could, like, I just felt like I can't, I'll never be able to love someone to the capacity that I loved my baby daddy at. Now I'm in a place, now that Happy Bay and I are done and we're, we're cool or whatever, like, I don't have, I don't even have a desire, even the guy that I'm dating, like, not dating, not dating, talking to from Hinge or whatever from New York, like, I did all that. I did like the crazy. Oh, what our future look like? Oh, it's shit in my head already. Art day, but I'm kind of just like, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm chatting people on Hinge. Yeah, do I have any dates lined up? No, I just, I feel like I do. I kind of really do need to just be alone and like figure that out. But we're not deleting Hinge. <laughs> So you told me I should delete. Well, I think that you, you, you're therapizing me. Yeah, I think that, and you're saying you're. I mean, you're you're, gonna think I'm judging you, but (laughs) I think that you need to delete Hinge more than I need to delete Hinge. To be honest, if I'm being honest, and I'm not telling, I don't want to tell you that, and you feel like you can't tell me shit because that's not my point of me telling you. I'm only telling you this as your friend. I just feel like you need to just release, like, because you like people more than I do. I don't like people that much. I don't need to, like, go have a drink with someone just because, like, they looked nice on their profile. Like, I'm like, I'm cool, bye. I'm like, he said he's a feminist, I'm going for a drink. Yeah, like, that doesn't, I'm like, I'm cool. Like, I'm so judgmental, I'm like, yeah, Yeah, you and everybody else are intersectional feminists, (laughs) bye, bye. Um... True. It's really, especially you're white and you're saying you're intersectional feminist. Oh yeah, you, all the black pussies flocking to you. They're like, oh my god, he's he's white and he understands gender, sex, and <laughs> he was a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I need to chill. <laughs> I mean, I know I need to chill. I I mean, this is, has been an ongoing thing in my life. This is a theme, like my adult life. It's it's a somewhat an addiction, my strange addiction. <laughs> Tinge dating. Um, I I deal with in people because I'm avoiding dealing with my fucking self. And it's fun to interact with people, and it's fun to get the validation, and it's fun to get attention. And I don't mind people, so that's my that's my escapism in a weird way because it's it just takes so much energy. Um, but one time when I first moved back here, did I tell you I went to a SLA SLAA meeting? What is, what is that? Sexual? Something? A sex and love addicts anonymous meeting because I thought that I had a problem. <laughs> Not funny. Wait, what do people, do people like yeah, it's like stand a up and they're like, hi, my name is yeah. Jamila and I'm a sex and love addict. addict. Yeah. Okay. And then I realized, oh shit, I don't want to be in here forever. So I, that was my first and last meeting. But the fact that I thought I needed to go says a lot. <laughs> and it's in some capacity you know like there's truth to it and I, I have realized I really need to go back to my childhood and figure out where is there where is there a void and why do I feel that why does why do like trying to fake 
cultivate these relationships, um, make me give me bring me comfort in some weird way, but don't, you know. Um, and then I saw like heard a lot of infidelity growing up. Like my dad was all like, there's always some shit about some other bitches or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even that I think with this situation with um, Young Bay, it triggered those feelings in me, like the abandonment mm-hmm. and like the thought of. Um, just someone being able to just get up and leave you and that's not really it's weird because those are not really my fears as so much I think they're my mom's and that's what I heard a lot so I've adopted I feel like I adopted a lot of that well isn't it weird how like that's like we we do we do adopt those some of the fears that our parents have even when we think we haven't or we think like oh no that's not me I'm nothing like you and then they things pop up and you're like oh shit it's like they show up in different forms. I mean, even with me and my like my mom too. Like I, I remember being a teenager and being like, I will never ever, ever be, be like this. You. Yeah, yeah, like be like do that or do this right. or treat me like this if that happens. And then I see it come up in re- in my relationships with men. It's not necessarily with my child yet, but I see me doing it to men, like making them feel like they need to like, can you are you up to par with what I what I want and need. Because I find a lot of times, I think a lot of men, for me, they feel like they're not good enough. And I, and I had to ask myself, well, why? Is it just that they're insecure? Or what am I doing to make them feel that way? You know? <clears throat> I think I do date insecure men. Um, and, and then, but it, that are, like, disguised as alpha male. Because mm. that's usually where it, what, it, what it looks like. Um, but I also know that I probably play a part in that as well. You know? And I've had to... I'm still evaluating that and figuring out why that is, you know? The evaluation is real, okay? It's taken me, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. No, it takes us a lifetime. This shit ain't going to be, this shit is not going to be solved in six months. It's not. You know? And and then, like, the the more I really, really evaluate it, um, I can see that it's so annoying because I'm just, like, it's so clear that until I really take the time to do it, you'll never be in a happy, healthy relationship. So the longer you drag your feet, bitch, the longer you keep avoiding it and pretending, the longer you keep adding people to the mix that you can't provide for and they can't, like, you, I'm going to continue to get the same results and it's not going to be what I want. It's not going to, like, first of all, what the fuck is it that I do want? You know, like, what kind of long-term relationship am I trying to cultivate? And... First, let's work on this relationship with your fucking self before you start recruiting other people to your bullshit. No, absolutely. <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that's where we're at. <laughs> Delusional. Need, I need to work on boundaries. <laughs> you need to work on not dating. Boundaries. Boundaries. Um,. Or just not allow. I feel like you allow people to disrespect you, and as your friend, I get annoyed. I get upset for you, mm-hmm. like you don't even get upset, and I'm like, how the fuck is Am that? I, that's I, not okay. Like I get upset for you because you're so fucking nice. I give I, a lot of chances, and and like I get that too, and like that's probably one of my shortcomings is I don't really give a lot of chances. Whereas I feel like maybe sometimes there's been people in my life that deserve some. Right. You know, but like there's also things that are just straight disrespectful. No, and it's straight no's. Yeah. Just yeah. Sh- and it's just like shows people how, like how they value you. You know what I mean? And it's like if they can do that and then you'll forgive them, they're absolutely going to do, do it, it again. again. Like and that's and I and, and I that became clear in my last relationship. Constantly forgiving, forgiving. Oh, like it's and, like me, a- and me knowing like I would say I forgiving him knowing I know this isn't right, but this is a conscious choice. I've accepted it, and I'm going to forgive him, and this is my business, and that's it. So when, when the shit kept popping up, it was no one's fault but mine because I kept, I kept giving him the okay to do it. You know, there's no consequences. Yeah. Oh, God. I, talking about signs and not following them and, like, going against your gut. Even – so I wrote this whole post because on my way to New York or to Philly – I got into it with my baby daddy, and he said some really fucked up shit to me in the car next to Luna, and it upset the fuck out of me. He's just super disrespectful. He did it in front of Luna. I was fucking livid, but this is, like, our relationship, like, him disrespecting me. This is just who he is. This is, like, a part of it is because I've, I've accepted that this is who he is. This is what he's going to do, and he's going to be like, I love you tomorrow. You know, I didn't mean it. 
So upon getting to Philly, Young Bay was there. We were fine. We were good. And then I was supposed to go back. I was, he went back. I was supposed to meet him. But I was debating if I was going to go to Bethlehem with Erica, if we are going to take the train, whatever. I didn't respond in a timely fashion, I guess. And this nigga says to me in a text message, I guess he flipped out. I don't know what he was going through. He says, um, I could see why your baby daddy talks to you the way he did. When I say trigger, 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 triggered the fuck out of me. It was like within three days of the first situation that had already pissed me the fuck off. And after that, I was like... And I did he know that you had... Did you express yes. to him what he had said? Yes. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm really, like, careful about expressing stuff because I feel people, like, don't want to hear about it or, like, you know, like, I'm sure you've heard me discuss it 400,000 times and it's just, like, who wants to keep hearing this shit? But I did express that. And then, of course, he apologized. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, first of all, no. I, you do understand what that meant. And I think I that's a red flag for me. When people take what I've told them in confidence and in vulnerability and then, like, try to shoot it at me in a, in a place to hurt me, I don't fuck with that at all. Well, he's basically saying you deserve it. Yeah. And it, it was such a trigger for me. And also, like, you did it with intentions to try and hurt my feelings. I don't believe in loving that way. Like, you could tell me anything, and I'm not going to bring it up in an argument the next day because I know that's weak. So that had already happened, and then I continued to brush shit under the carpet because I'm crazy. But it's true because I'm so used to that type of pattern and that cycle with my baby's daddy that, like, I am kind of used to doing that. And I want to see the good in him. I'm like, well, he's not as bad as this person. And he's like, oh, you think I'm like him? Do you think I would hit you? And I was like... I don't know. This is how it starts. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting triggered. You know what I mean? Because that's true. And it took, you know. Well, your baby daddy didn't hit you off the jump. It's like pushing and pushing oh, and yeah. pushing. Oh, I can get away with that. Oh, I yeah. can get away with that. Oh, I can get away with that. Oh, let me put it. Let me like push her real quick. Oh, let me shake her. It was like a four year. It was like a, a lot. Like It never shows up at first like that. It's a progression. It's a verbal. It's like a, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt, I'm going to hurt you physically in a way it doesn't leave marks. And then it, it just, it, it gradually gets worse and worse and worse until you wake up and you're like, okay, what, who the fuck am I? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And that's literally what happened to me. So when I saw, like, even knowing that and knowing, okay, like this, I told her, like, I'm done. Of course I lied. But then I should have known, not even then, last year there was some disrespect and I should have known, like, oh, this motherfucker has the potential to switch it up real quick and be disrespectful. I don't argue that way. I can get loud, I can get crazy, but... I don't know. I don't fight. I don't really fight dirty that way. And I don't really want to fuck with anyone who does. I've been there. I've done that. And so, you know, there's all these these uh, indications and these red flags that have been there. And I've just ignored and ignored and ignored because I'd rather feel validated and loved on the weekend instead of really dealing with the person that you really are. Well, that's that holds more weight for you than your self-love right now right right and it needs to like come back to the balance me too in a lot of ways too i mean i i abuse showed up for me in a different way you know and also like accepting things that i know sh are unacceptable showed up for me in different ways i'm a no by a no means fucking perfect at all you know like i told jamila the other day i was like that's why i mute people that i don't want to fuck with and she's like oh that's really funny because i just saw you comment on his last picture bitch <laughs> and i was like whatever he he liked my photo and i went to his page and that's why i commented so no i ain't got this shit all figured out and i and i want you to know like i don't want you feeling like you can't express things to me because i'm judging you i just care about you and i know that some of your other friends might feel uncomfortable telling you shit because you're very reactive. Apparently and, all my friends are afraid of me. And so am I. Yeah. So I think I know I know how that is. And most most people don't tell me about myself because I'm so opinionated. I think they're scared. So like and I wish they did more. I really do. Friends, if you're listening, tell me about myself, please. <laughs> um but like I love you and I want the best for you. I mean, and that's why like when I see people disrespecting you and you tolerating it, it pisses me off. I'm like, why the fuck? Is she friends with this person? This person does not value her. And I'm sure there's people in my life, maybe, I think mostly it falls under the man category for me, that don't value me as well. And that I need, that someone needs to tell me too and remind me also. Because, you know, I think we're both pretty self-aware people and we'll acknowledge it. You know, so... I just had. I just. I just want you to know that. I, I love you. No, and I and I recognize it, and I recognize that I give a lot of chances, and that. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's certain people that just don't deserve chances. Right. Right. Like give a few, and then it's like, okay, this, this is who you are. Let me believe you. Let me believe you. Right. <sighs> 
because act because we're, actions are speak way louder than words every single time people can say shit all motherfucking day you know it's the actions it's like and like you know I'm fucking so bad at that when it comes to men too like oh, I really want to be with you I really want to be with you but I'm never coming to see you but it, but he still but he told me he loves me so we're good right like, no right that's it like no it, we're not good <laughs> after I looked through his phone he's like but I love you like I, I don't care about any of the other women like I, I'm in love with you though I'm like tell me anything <laughs> um I was gonna say something Oh, one more thing that triggered me. I mean, I don't know if it was a real trigger if I was just trying to, like, search for some shit. Um, I brought Luna with me on my trip. Fuck. It's not recording? It's dead. Fuck. <laughs> We're supposed to be recording our episode and the phone died. Anyway, um, I brought Luna on the trip, and, he, you know, he was hanging out with us. And being so affectionate with Luna, and it's like, of course, it, it warms my heart to see her remotely, like, care about someone I care about. Uh, granted, it's the only person she's ever seen me, or, like, be kind of cuddly with or whatever. But the next day, when I found out he had, like, slept with somebody, like, the night before being around us, I was like, how dare you be all in my, my kid's face and all in my face knowing you were all up on somebody else last night. And he was like, that's so low to bring Luna into this. And I was like, is it? <laughs> is it? We're the same. We're, we're connected. <laughs> Cheat on her. You cheated on me. <laughs> but it wasn't cheating. But it was. Um, well, but that's why you have to be careful who's, who you bring around Luna. And that, and I had to, I had to, re, I had to think about that. And I'm like. And I don't, I don't have regrets about it. I don't feel bad about it. But I'm like, okay, that's why, I, how necessary, if I'm just casually dating someone and you're fucking other people, and it's not even about the fucking of other people. It's just like, do you need to be around my kid? Probably not. Like, do you, does my kid need to be having any attachments to, to guys I date? You know what I mean? Pro- probably not. And I'm not, I'm sure she's not going to be crying. She don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, only me, I care. But like, she. Yeah, but I mean, this was a learning experience because had it not happened, maybe you would have done it again and again. And like, you, kids do develop attachments, whether or not you realize it or not. Like, my mom had a boyfriend that she didn't even realize how attached I was to him when it was over. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like those type of things that aren't big deals to 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 me and you, but are bigger deals to them. And, and I noticed when I was over there, uh, when I when, when we got over there, I had a weird vibe. I already knew. I could already feel something was up. Like you know, you can feel if your naked has been with somebody else, like the energy's off. Um, and Luna was looking at me, and she's like, she's like, you look sad. And I was like, no, I'm tired. And she's like, oh, well, you look sad. <laughs> and I was like, god damn this psychic little baby. Uh, <laughs> for real. And then I noticed, like, she would tell other people, like, oh, my mom's boyfriend. My mom's boyfriend. And I'm like, so she is in some way, like... Well, she... You, he was your boyfriend. He was my boyfriend, so... so she you, doesn't know no, it's over. Right, right. Luna, I need to talk to you. We've broken up again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I gotta talk to you. It's, we're back off, okay? Don't tell anybody that information. But it, it you know, it just, it, just, it just made me see how, like, it's really not to be played with, how I can't just be calling people my boyfriend if you're not my boyfriend. And that, like, I can't do boyfriend things if you're not my boyfriend because it's not just me. There is another person involved here, you know? And she thinks you're my boyfriend, and now I gotta tell her you're not. <laughs> Mommy got... Dumped. <laughs> anyway, enough of their delusions. <laughs> um, well, on a lighter note, <laughs> switch it up real, real quick because that's that was, just depressing. That was a little heavy, and you know, but you know, it's this is where we're at. Um, we have a good horror story. We do. We're gonna. But are we going to talk about uh, Cinespia? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, we went to go see Boys in the Hood on Saturday. <laughs> it was really fun. We had we were popping. Like, 19 people came. Black Girl and Bravado came. Uh, all of our homies came, basically. Jessica Rose. Uh, Shay. Shay. Nirlin. Nisha. The so, Ashleys. Some new, some new um, listeners. Some new listeners. I also ran into some listeners at BeautyCon um, yesterday. Oh, that's so cool. Which was really cool. Um, it was fun. We had, me and Jamila ate so much food. We, first of all, 
we are the ones that like made everyone bring the food and then we ate it all. Jamila made these jerk sandwiches that were bomb. Cheese plate popping. I literally like haven't really been eating I cheese. I like waited so for this moment. Much cheese, yo. I had like five donuts. I had like five donuts. I had a cupcake. I had cookies. I had it was fucking crazy. Like four tequilas. I I, I don't. I think I threw away my keys. I don't know. <laughs> um. So oh, we had this brilliant idea. So so la- a couple weeks ago when we went to uh, Hollywood Cemetery, I alone, because <laughs> no, me and one other person did a little Molly at the end ex- at the Exorcist because you know, woo, why not? We don't have the kids. Do a little Molly. <laughs> so that was fine. So this week, Erica had some extra Mollies from a party, and I said, "Oh yeah, bring those Mollies to the cemetery because that's what moms do." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in my head, I deliberately was like. I'm not going to take this Molly before Ricky dies <laughs> because that's going to be too much. It's going to be too much if I start to roll when Ricky dies. So I was like, you know, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill until after the movie. I cried when Ricky died. It was real sad. Um, we tried to go out. So we were trying to go to this party called Shaba in L.A. that used to be cool, but now it's over the fucking top. Hollywood is fun. Um, so we left there, and then we decided to go to some other, some other party. 2000s party. That started off cool. It, no, it, 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 it was people. From, it was music from the 2000s and children from 1997. <laughs> it's a very strange situation. It was. <laughs> but I was like, I don't want to take this Molly until we're in a secure place where like we can we're gonna be for a while because we learned our lesson at Momchella. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't want to do that. So we're like, okay, we're here. We made it. I'm like, okay, you can take it. She's like, yep. And then we like pass it. Over. Oh, my other friend, you want one too? Oh, you want, I got four. So we're all popping them. We're just like, this is a drug dealer city over here. Yeah. So we take them. We're like, okay. Dancing, dancing. dancing. We're like, do you feel it? And I'm like, no. We're getting tired. And at I'm this like, point. and I'm like, so full, bitch. And we, I, we had I was in like a eat, food coma. And we had drank so much. And I yeah, know I saw that book. Eating so much. Um, so we get in the car. And I was like, like oh, we're going home. I'm tired. I was like, let's just go home. This I was Molly, drunk. I'm like, the Molly didn't work. Yeah, I'm like, this Molly is fake. We're all like, she, yeah, we're like, I'm tired. I was like, this shit is fake because I got it at a party where there were a lot of fake drugs. It was like the theme of the party. And then they started handing out real Mollies. And Wait, I, so there was fake drugs in? Mm-hmm. What is a fake drug? Okay, anyway. No, it was like a setup. It was like uh, supposed to look like I, mounds of cocaine. Oh, okay. Big pounds of mushrooms oh, everywhere. Oh, and okay, shit. okay. It was, yeah. So I was like, it must be for insurance liability purposes. It must, it must not. I was like, be maybe real. it was a vitamin. Okay, <laughs> right. It was B twelve. So I go home. She drops me off. I uh, another problem. I drink. I start looking through my phone for victims. Okay, and so my phone died. So I plug it in. I'm just. I fell asleep. Like trying to look through my phone. <laughs> I wake up. All the lights are on. And I look at my phone. It's like five thirty in the morning. I go to pee. I'm just sitting there peeing, and I start like looking around. <laughs> kind of biting my jaw I'm like uh uh no fucking way the motherfucking Molly hits five hours later and I'm alone and it's 530 in the morning I was pissed I like woke up at the peak like oh my god am I rolling in the morning why god why I start so I wake up like throughout the night, like around like 5 a.m. I woke up and I was like, why am I so fucking hot? So I per- I blast the air conditioning. Sebastian's sleeping on my couch. I'm like, this thing is about to be cold because I'm hot. I don't give a fuck. I go wake up at 6 again. I'm like, is the air not working? I look at 70 degrees in my house. So I'm like, it's still, I'm hot. I go back to sleep. Finally, I wake up at 7. I'm like, where's my phone? And I couldn't find my phone anywhere. I was looking for it like a psychopath. I look at my phone and Jamila had texted me like, Bitch, I just woke up and I'm high as fuck. And then I'm like, oh my god, am I high? Is that why I'm so fucking high? Sweaty. And then I realized I am high, and I'm like, oh my god. And I felt like I just felt like energized. Yes, I was just up. <laughs> I text, I text my homegirl. We start texting. She's like, you want me to come over? It's Seven a.m. I'm like, please come over. I'm rolling. She pulls up at seven in the morning to tell me a story. I'm like. And then, and then another, one of our listeners took one, too, and she... I text her, I'm like, yo, I woke up high as fuck. She's like, bitch, I'm cleaning my house like a goddamn crackhead. <laughs> we all went to sleep and woke up... Uh, rolling. Like, I woke up, I, like, cleaned my car, made a makeup tutorial, fucking, like... And then Texas, did the makeup tutorial, did I look fucked up? <laughs> like, what? I was tripping, and then I had to go to like a fucking beauty convention. I was like, "Oh my god, how am I gonna do this?" But actually, I at first I was really upset that I was rolling. I was like, "Why?" I was 
like highly upset. And then at some point, I was like, I gotta just let, go with it. Gotta roll. Gotta just roll, roll with, with it. it. Roll with the rolls. And then I had a great day. I had a really good day. It was great. Yeah. But I just wasn't expecting a, a time release five hours later. Roll. Yeah. Why? Uh, what? Three reasons not to do drugs at the movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Or just don't take drugs from strangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be it. Um, so I don't know when our next meetup is, but we're planning one soon. You definitely should come. Not guaranteeing that Molly will be there. <laughs> this isn't like a thing. Um, it's like good moms meet up Molly. Right. Bring your drugs. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about, should we do one with the kids? No, we should. We should do one where we can talk more because we talk a lot. We're all in the movie theater like, run, Ricky, run! I was like, why would we bring our ghetto asses to the movie <laughs> yelling at the screen? We was clapping and shit. Whatever. It's black people watching Boys in the Hood. Right. Black. Fuck these white people. Um, and their movie watching etiquette. <laughs> shit. Don't you know who you with? <laughs> um, we have a horror story um, submitted by an anonymous person. Uh, 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 horror stories. I wanted a girl and a guy into me. Anyway, I found a couple where they both were hot, which P.S. is super hard to find. Yeah, I know. I interviewed them, thought they were cool, and interviewed them. Yeah, this is the yeah. I interviewed them, thought they were cool, and regardless, we would have fun. And I thought at this at the time that they were both into it. So night uh, night of. We, so night of, we made it a bar. She says she isn't drinking, which is fine in itself. I don't need people to be wasted, but it seemed off. She seemed different this night, not as into it. She said she didn't feel well. Who wants a three-way with a sick girl? For real. <laughs> For real. Um, I, oh, take your ass off. I've done that, and it wasn't good. Um, I said, hey, we can, hang, we can hang and do this another night if you're not feeling well. She said no. She wanted to do it tonight. <laughs> okay. Me and her man drink, we talk, then we go back to their house. Apartment had tons of hip, she goes, one. Apartment had tons of hipster taxidermy. <laughs> Turns out he's a, he has daddy money. I start having an asthma attack because I'm allergic to fur, and there and they're are goddamn dead animals everywhere. <laughs> then I am waiting for them to make the move because they are the couple, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. They don't. <laughs> so I finally start taking off my clothes, and basically I'm like, okay, let's get to the fucking... <laughs> We all start making out. She seems bored with the whole thing. I go down on her while her man watches. Then he starts fucking me from behind while I'm all up on her. He is not great at sex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I try to change positions with him, and frankly, he just isn't good at sex. (laughs) So then I concentrate on her. I want her to be on on me while her man, who is bad at sex, fucks her. (laughs) Let's reiterate, he's not good at sex. He's really bad. She starts making weird, whimpering baby noises, and I am like, fuck no. So I just sit there for a second while they have really mediocre sex. Like, boring sex. I am so over this. So finally, I just start, like, coaching them to have better sex. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, slap her ass. Grab her titty harder and play with her clit while you fuck her. Girl... Tell him what you want. Bite him, etc. They end up having slightly better sex with my coaching while I masturbate just so I can fucking get off. Finally, I'm like, hey, I gotta go. It was like 10 p.m., which is, really, which is early. I was hoping we'd be fucking and switching and I would need electrolytes because I would be so dehydrated. But damn, I barely got off and they were, so, they were boring as hell. As I got up to leave, they gave me an expensive-ass bottle of wine as my parting gift. <laughs> Laugh out loud. At least I got that. Writing this is making me hot for our actual good three-way. Ugh. Um. <laughs> okay. Also, I said, well, where'd you meet them? And she told me she met them on Trender. Wait, what is it called? Oh, tr- Triller? Trinder? Trinder. Trinder. Which is... Um, Threesome tr- Tinder. Which I never... Oh, tr- yeah, Trinder. And, and they actually shut down because I got sued by Tinder. This name was too close. <laughs> I thought it was a typo. I was haters. like, Haters. Oh. Right. Tinder is haters. But Trinder is great. <laughs> um, That was great. That was funny as hell. so sad. Mediocre sex and a threesome. God damn. You never really know what you're walking into when you, you do those really things. You really don't. I mean, I don't even highly suggest it. If you're not a good one for to like roll with the punches... Yeah. Um, if you haven't had a threesome and you need some advice, refer to our old episode, Five Ways to Have a Positive Threesome Experience, because we are experts. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, you guys, um, that's it. 
if you have any uh, horries, please submit, DM them, email us, follow us on Instagram, goodmoms underscore bad choices. Make sure you follow us or subscribe to our Patreon. You can search us, Good Moms Bad Choices. Um, this episode is going to be up there, but we definitely had camera issues, so um, not really sure what we're going to do about that part. But yeah. We, oh, <laughs> I know what we're going to do. Hmm. We start vlogging. <laughs> Ew, I hate how you just said that. Just, uh, oh, hello. It's an announcement. <laughs> Good Moms has started vlogging. <laughs> when we were in New York, I was like, Erica, I really think we should vlog. We should really vlog this. And she's like, stop saying that word. I'm like, but I like it. We should have all, the, all the influencers are vlogging these days. Okay, well, we're going to fill in the gap with a vlog, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, have a great week. Have a beautiful week. Make good decisions. Set your boundaries. If you make bad decisions, grow from them. Um, and acknowledge them. And don't sweep them under the rug like we do. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit, man. If I was a dude, I'd tell y'all hey, yo, suck my me, bitch. bitch. Nigga, fuck you. No, fuck you, bitch. Why you acting like a bitch? Cause y'all niggas ain't shit, man. If I was a dude, I'd no, tell no, y'all no, suck no. my dick. All I wanna do is get my pussy sucked. Count a million bucks in the back of